0: On today's episode of the Breakaway Match Week Edition, SACB's Jim Patrick joins the podcast for the first time. He's been covering the Republic all year long. Um, So we talk about the team and what is coming up with the Oakland Roots game and then Orange County on Saturday. So lots of good stuff here. We talk about how good the defense has been and hopefully how Sacramento can get some goals Wednesday against Oakland and uh, get off and get some confidence on the attack. So I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. It feels like that's what's going to happen. Um, so we talk about that and much, much more. On the back end of the podcast, I'm really excited about this. A 20 to 25 minute interview with one of our creative designers who does so much for us at the club at Sacramento Republic, Sarah Molina, who was integral in the design of the Quail Kit. Um, she talks about that. I learned about all of the back, the back end of it. It was It's a process. And uh, she talks about that and, and much, much more. So super excited for everyone to hear the actual process of how the Quail Kit was created, the idea. Um, from everything from the very beginning until when the Quail Kit came out and the release and how all that came to be, which is an incredible story um, and a huge shout-out to our marketing team, our creative team, um, for getting all that done. It was uh, <laughs> I love it. I love the Quail Kit so much and so much of the Quail gear um, and merch. So please go check that out right now, sacrepublicfc.com, to check out and maybe get a Quail Kit, some Quail Scarves. I love the sweatshirt, um, the scarf. I mean, there's so many good things, so go to sacrepublicfc.com right now. All right, real quick. Republic FC and Suncrest Bank have teamed up once again to launch the fourth edition of the Kickstart Grant Program. Fans can nominate their favorite LGBTQ+, owned small businesses with a chance of the business winning a $5,000 grant. Nominations are due by June 4th. It's coming up at sacrapublicfccom slash Suncrest Bank. Once again, com slash Suncrest Bank. All right, let's do it. Welcome to The Breakaway. A Sacramento Republic podcast.
1: Bend it in the box! Unbelievable strike! My goodness, what a defensive play. Half the crowd can't even believe it.
0: So I want to quickly go over some of the things from the Phoenix Rising game uh, from Saturday. Because I know a lot of people have been thinking about it. Um, I had a ton of fun at the match. Obviously, we were making fun of the handball constantly throughout the match, um, which was a ton of fun. And I feel like, you know, the one-nil loss, I know Mark Briggs, I know the team was upset because they wanted to get revenge. And and of course they should. I mean, that's that they are just competitors and that's what they want to do. Um, but just letting up the one goal and the one goal they did let up was again, one of those small communication issues, just simple marking on the cross. I think it's another huge positive. And now we can talk about the attack and the buildup and how those things aren't seeming to connect right now. Um, but it's early in the season. There's still a lot of time in front of us in front of the team in front of the season there's a ton of time and maybe right now these next three games in nine days is an opportunity to finally get their groove and when you've had kind of long stoppages and weird time changes as far as in between games this could be a great opportunity and against a team like Oakland that has given up goals this year maybe there's a good opportunity for Sacramento to get off on the right foot and we talk about this with Jim Patrick a little bit later but I just wanted to say defensively this team seems just as good as anybody in the league. And that's what is incredibly impressive. Defensively, this team is top-notch. The attack, it's going to get better. It's going to improve as the season goes on. And by the time, you know, it's playoff time, or even before that, Sacramento obviously needs to be in the top four, which they are currently, of the standings in the Pacific Division. But by that time, then their attack is rolling, and that's the big focus. You're not going to have everything in place early in the season, especially in the USL Championship when there's so much turnover every year. That's the main difference between, you know, you see teams like, oh, man, off to a good start. Well, like a team like Phoenix, who's, by the way, bringing back a lot of the same players and all of them very, very high caliber, especially in the attack. Um, Sacramento, a lot of a lot of turnover, which isn't always a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just saying it's going to take a while for these guys to get to know each other a little bit. And we talk a little bit about what they can do more in the attack. And I know, I mean, Mark Briggs has talked about it in the postgame presser, how they can be more aggressive, how they can... Do better in the attack and in the buildup, and I think they're going to. And by I mean, Phoenix is one of, is the best team in the league, if not the second best team in the league. And I know they're in your division, and I know they lost last year in a handball, and you wanted to get revenge against them, but you know it's one of those things. Now Sacramento has an opportunity; they're gonna have to bounce back. Two losses straight, and they go and play Oakland on Wednesday, probably a really big match. Need to get three points there, especially at home, and then a huge match at home against Orange County a team that they lost 1-0 against earlier in the season a, a week and a half ago. So, huge opportunity for Sacramento to quickly bounce back, get right back on the front foot and uh and start taking this division by by storm here a little bit. So, I mean, here's the thing. They're going to have they're not going to be perfect all year long. They're going to have issues, they're going to have troubles, and the thing is is they continue to get better. They did it last year, they're going to do it this year, they're going to do it every year. Defensively, one of the best teams in the league. You can't doubt, you can't even talk about it about that not being a fact because it is. The attack, again, will get there. I think the midfielders are part of the reason the defense has been so good. Just got to connect up forward. Got to have buildup. Got to make good runs. And got to be a threat. And got to be dangerous. That's what Mark Briggs was saying in training today. Got to be dangerous. and So hopefully if Sacramento can do that, they'll have a really, really good shot the rest of the way. And of course, this Oakland Roots match, a team we don't really know a whole lot about. They're 1-1 one and one so far in the season. Um, they've let up five goals in two matches. It's a good opportunity for Sacramento to get some goals, get some confidence, and go into Saturday's match feeling good that's all I wanted to say I just wanted to quickly get quick thoughts in what three three and a half minutes four minutes before we get to Jim Catpatrick about Phoenix's win and Sacramento's loss I know it's two in a row and that can feel like a lot with a team that's been as successful as they have in the history of the of the club but hey listen it's early it is so early Um, and there's a lot of matches left to play Um, so Wednesday uh, should be a lot of fun tomorrow come out We just found out we're in the orange tier, so a bunch of new tickets are available. Go to com right now. Check it out. Get some tickets. Come enjoy the match. 8 p.m. kickoff, a little bit later than normal. It's going to be beautiful weather. Come enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, let's get the Jim Patrick. All right, Republic FC fans, he covers your Sacramento Republic for the Sac B. Jim Patrick. Jim, how are you? Good to see you. Thanks again for doing this.
2: Yeah, of course. I, you know, it's uh, a little worn out. The schedule of, of covering games nonstop kind of grinds on you, but uh, this is this beats the heck out of the early pandemic, right? When we were sitting on our couches and we were just wishing there was something going on. So here we go. Soccer time.
0: Yeah, it's back. And uh, what's fun is we haven't really even got started in the swing of it. I mean, we had one game Saturday, obviously, but now match tomorrow, match Saturday, and then the match the following Wednesday. So... Four matches in 12 days, and that's kind of where I want to start is talking about that. For the Republic, this is kind of their first test of where there's a lot of matches in a short period of time. Um, this is where depth comes into play, uh, and that's one of the things that I've I'm, I'm been watching at training is guys are going to have to step up. Guys are going to have to come off the bench and, and make an impact, and it's going to be important these next three matches.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, we've seen guy we've already seen coach Mark Briggs moving the lineup around. Uh, and, you know, you recall uh, Tucker Bone came into the game late uh, against Phoenix and they're looking for an offensive spark. He's started games in the past. So yep. clearly, you know, Mark is um, is jiggering the lineup around or he'd probably say jiggering, right? Like that's a good so.
0: Yeah,
2: Yeah, so he's he's clearly um, saving some of his top flight guys for certain games and, and using them off the bench to, to get some bursts later in the games. Uh, I think he's done. uh, He's he's been bringing subs in around the seventieth minute. I think every game they've played, and it's usually a striker included in that. So, yeah, I mean, here we go. This is the U.S. Open Cup was canceled, so the early schedule was really pockmarked with games. It was you know one game and then nine days off, or one game and then a week off. And now here we go. That that the schedule is like this is the grind that we were expecting, right? Like here we go. It's four games in twelve days and uh, did not start off great with Phoenix on Saturday night. But Oakland Roots is a completely different team, and I- I'm really interested to see what we see tomorrow night.
0: You know, I, I I don't want to talk about the Phoenix match a whole lot, but one thing I do want to say is, you know, as disconjointed the attack looked against Phoenix and look a little out of place at times, I thought defensively they they handled Phoenix's attack really, really well. Yeah. And I think it's something now that the past – you know, three or four matches now, defensively they have been sound. And that's one of the things that has been a stronghold for them. Um, And I imagine we'll be, you know, going through these next few matches and they have depth at that back line as well.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I tried to give Mark Briggs the, uh, he was a little down after the game Saturday night. I tried to give him a little, hey, you know, at least the defense seemed to look solid yet again. And he wouldn't even, he was so upset that they lost that game to Phoenix that he wouldn't even take the compliment. Uh, He was very, very fired up. And uh, I mean, that just shows how much of a competitor he is. And, and yes, I mean, the deep, but really to the, to the, to the original point, the defense is solid. They've given up three goals in four games, I believe. And uh, it's been uh, Tomas in net has been uh, a, a wall back there. He doesn't make dumb mistakes. He stops everything you would expect him to stop and he'll pull off a few surprises now and then it's really all I could ask for from a USL goalkeeper.
0: And, you know, with, Two matches coming up. You got Oakland Roots on tomorrow and then Saturday, Orange County, the rematch um, of, you know, 10, day, 10 days ago or something like that uh, from yep. that match against against Orange County. So I'm curious to see how they develop because, you know, we saw the attack struggle again against Phoenix. However, the defense is looking good. When we talk about this Oakland Roots team, a team that Sacropolek beat Fight 1 in the preseason, uh, we don't really know what to expect from them. We were talking about this before we recorded. It's hard to know what Oakland's going to do.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, is it the team that lost three to two, or that won three to two uh, against Galaxy, or is it the team that lost three nothing in the season opener against Phoenix? My guess is, you know, this is a trap game uh, to to come into this game and think, hey, we beat these guys five to one in preseason. That was actually a different coach uh, that was that coach back then. This team has had a lot of time to work on under a new coach and new systems and figure out who they are. Uh, and that's why we're sitting here guessing, right? Like we, there just is not that much information about this team other than we know they like to take shots. I think they took 18 shots in that game against galaxy. So this is a team that, uh, you're going to need that defense firing on all cylinders.
0: And I'm curious to see as well. We've kind of seen very small, slight formation changes um, from a three five two to a three four three, and it kind of just it seemed like the reason why Republic went to a three five2 for this last match is just because Phoenix's attack is so good. I'll be curious to see if they go back to a three four3 to try and generate a little more offense, generate, generate excuse me, a little more attack heavy um, in the final third. And that's something that' I think Sacramento needs once they get one goal, it seems like they do settle down and they start really connecting well, especially in that if you look at that Las Vegas game, that's what happened. that first goal went in and they looked great from that point on world
2: beaters they look like world beaters for one for one half connor that second half in particular they they look like they could handle everything and and it just that's the team we we want to see more more of is just from a competitive standpoint right like i want to see i want to see shots on goal i want to see pressure on the net and there just hasn't been and they they talk about that uh after the game with phoenix they talk about uh you know they got to take some chances you know they call them chances for a reason i think was what uh was what Shannon Gomez says. And I thought that was a really, or maybe it was Duke LaCroix, but, you know, it was it, it was a really great line about, you know, this team is playing, trying to play the perfect game. They're trying to maintain possession. They're trying to make sure they don't do anything stupid. But in that process, you're not dangerous enough. Yeah. You need to take some chances. And that's what, uh, you know, throw the ball on net and see what happens. I'm, I'm an old hockey guy, Connor. You know, put the ball on, or put the puck on the, the goalkeeper and see if he, you know, see if he bounces a rebound off of him. That's just classic, classic strategy.
0: I mean, I mean that's how Sacramento scored that huge Tucker Bone goal against Las Vegas. They, the keeper was kind of out of range, and Pete Pennington tried to put one on frame and ended up scoring a goal, or Bone kind of scored a goal out of it. So it'll be yep. interesting to see. The, the matches coming up, you know, you got Oakland Wednesday and then Orange County Saturday. Depth is going to be a huge factor in this. I would imagine, as I'm sure you would, we might see some changes in the lineups Wednesday and Saturday just because of you got to keep guys' legs fresh. Um, I guess, and this is the instance where you got to prioritize. Hey, I want to have this guy fresh for Orange County, who you would think is probably the better team. Um, but I know there's probably a little chess to be played with Mark Briggs in the locker room right now.
2: Right, and they've got the the new signing, the transfer from NYCFC. Uh, you probably remember the gentleman's name they just brought in. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, Chris. I'm, oh shoot, Chris Gloucester. I didn't mean it for I didn't mean for this to be a pop quiz. <laughs> they both. No, it's been, all right. You can miss on. No, but I mean that, that's why they brought him in. They they need fresh legs, and they and you got to remember this team, Sac Republic, has three guys going to international play now. Rafa Diaz hasn't played at all this year in goal, but the, you got the uh, you got Shannon Gomez, obviously who who is a regular and might be he might run more than any guy on the team. Uh, he's not going to be there uh, to pick up his normal ninety minutes. So it's going to be uh, it's in Carlton. Uh, Carlton's obviously not going to be around. So it's going to be a lot of minutes, they have to make changes, right? They just don't have those bodies on the field to begin with. And then, yeah, I, I think we've seen already, they're not afraid to play, uh, play chemistry games with the lineups. And I'm just curious to see what they end up with.
0: I am too. And I think once one thing that is nice about having some of the depth uh, is having a guy like Jordan McCrary, who was last year's defensive MVP, um, come and fill Shannon Gomez's shoes while he's away. And that's one of the things that is nice about this, this team is they have guys who can step up. Um, well, I just wrote about the guy. You'd think I'd remember
2: it, but I, I just remember the picture of him at Yankee Stadium, and I, as a Minnesota Twins fan, was a little sickened to use that picture that I had. <laughs> it's fine. Um, the best picture.
0: One thing I want to ask you is, is uh, you know, you, you've watched all the games this year, obviously. What has been something that has uh, kind of jumped out to you as something that Sacramento is good at? Is it, is it the connectivity between the defense in the, in the midfield is um, that been the strongest point? Has it been the communication from the back line? What has stood out to you?
2: It really, it's the, it's the guys who understand their role in terms of playing defense. You know, they, a lot of teams, you won't see guys cycling back to, they'll make a pass and they won't cycle back to back up their, their buddy. Uh, you don't see that with Sac <clears throat> Excuse me. You don't see that with Sac Republic. The, the guys are always cycling back. They're, they're looking to play defense. They're excited to play defense. They want to go knock the ball out of somebody's, off somebody's foot. So it is fun to watch them and, and, and see those little details. The de- uh, you really have to appreciate soccer, right, if we're talking about defense. But I do appreciate that these guys are uh, very dedicated and they want to play defense. And that's 90% of playing soccer defense you got to want it. And they definitely do. So I enjoy seeing that. I think what the team excels at in general is, you know, they, they are just so smart and tactical uh, on the defensive side. They're very good at knowing when to, to boot the ball deep or when to kick it out of bounds or when to knock it back to your goalie. So I just see a lot of intelligence when I see this team play defense. It really shines through.
0: Even with the goal that was given up to Phoenix, um, I, it, it felt like there was one of those situations where if that ball would have gotten cleared earlier, just a fo- yes. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a really nice play from, from Phoenix. However, it was just a couple things, small things go wrong. And when you couple those things together, there was a marking issue on the cross. Um, And that was what caused the goal. And it seems like those little things have been the things that have given up goals this year. There hasn't been any glaring issues when goals have been given up. There's only been three in play so far. One was a PK. So it seems like the defense is good. But the thing is, moving forward against Oakland, this could be an opportunity for Sacramento to, you know, let the floodgates open. Let's score three, four goals and get everybody rolling offensively and then get the confidence back.
2: Yeah, I mean, not only is Sacramento score five against these guys, but Oakland hasn't stopped anybody this year. Uh, they they gave up three to Phoenix. They gave up two to LA Galaxy, too. So, you know, this is not a team that – this is a team that if you want to start to feel good about your offense, this is the game you circle on your calendar, right? This is – it's time to get going. We, we've seen enough of this uh, – you know Sacramento's gotten mostly it's been a goal a game uh, when they've had when they have scored they had the one half where they look great on offense against uh, Vegas this is the time to really hit the gas and get something going
0: and i think that's one of the things where you can if you could combine the great defense with with the attack starting to connect i think that's the, the key that Mark Briggs and and the club is looking for i wanted to ask you as well with with some of the attack um, It seems like when they've scored goals, it's been off crosses, almost nearly all of them, especially in in preseason and in training. That has been a lot of the focus. But we haven't seen a lot of dangerous in the middle. And that's what I'm kind of curious to see if what you were talking about is Sacramento being more dangerous. And in that final third, maybe taking a shot on goal from outside the 18, um, from the middle of the field. I feel like that's something that defenses are aware. Hey, they're not going to shoot this. We might as well just go play the pass.
2: Yeah. And I, I mean, they see the tape. You know they know they know the team better than anybody. Yeah. The the the, oppo- the op- opposition knows what to look for, and that's a great point, Connor. They they why why bother guarding a guy type twenty five yards out when they know they never do anything from twenty five yards out. Yeah, they. I think um, what we're hearing from the team anyway is that they're just too picky. They're looking for that perfect perfect goal. I, I talked to Mark Briggs offline, not in the uh, not in the um, press conference Saturday, and he told me that. You know, the, guy, the guys have the beautiful game in their heads, and they want to make the, you know, three three connecting passes and then a beautiful cross and then a beautiful goal. Yeah. And it's fun to watch when they connect, you know, that the Shannon Gomez goal to uh, Darius Formella was a beautiful goal uh, against Vegas. But, you know, how many of those are you going to score over the course of the season? It's, you need to have, at some point, it's about a volume game and getting shots on the goal makes some magic happen when there's nothing really going on.
0: And I know that they, the stat that they keep looking at is chances created. Cause when chances are created, that's when you get shots on goal and that converts into goals. So that's something I think I want to keep my eye on for Wednesday and even leading into Saturdays. One well, one of the things too is they haven't had a whole lot of training in between a lot of times, or at least early on in the season, they've had 10, 10 days between games. This, they really have two and one's a regeneration day. So, um, not a whole lot of time. It's going to be more of watching film, I would imagine, and making some small changes. And maybe it's a mindset change of, hey, let's just be more aggressive this match offensively and, and see what happens. But I have heard that as well as the the trying to be too perfect has been um, some of the issues and trying to find the perfect pass instead of maybe trying to take a shot on goal or even giving a look. A lot of times, it doesn't seem like defenders are, they're playing the pass. And that has been, that has been one of the things that I've I have noticed. And hopefully... Heart Health Park this Wednesday. I mean, it'll be exciting to see first match between I, I mean, first real match between these two teams in history. Um and I'm sure Oakland wants to beat Sacramento. This is the beginning of a, you know, cross-town rivalry and uh and it's going to be a big one for for Oakland and it should be for Sacramento as well coming off two losses.
2: Is Sacramento part of the Bay Area? I mean,
0: well, Oh god. It's a great It's <laughs> a great Reddit discussion
2: thread right there every time yeah. I get yeah no I mean this is this is uh they I know that the team looks at this as a rivalry game already uh, despite never really playing these guys I mean you never want to lose you don't want to lose to Reno right they're right up this I mean you don't want to lose to anybody but yes. there there isn't that national rivalry with say Orange County right like there isn't they want to beat Orange County and they're and they're mad that they lost Orange County but there's not a rivalry there Oakland yeah we need to beat Oakland I and mean, that's you can't be losing to your neighbors and I'm going to
0: and it feels like, you know, they're, they're, they're coming a little bit closer. You know, teams are – I mean, Reno obviously folded, but it's the newest crosstown rivalry, so it's going nice. to be a big one. Yep. Um, and I know the Oakland fans are excited because, you know, they've heard a lot about Sacramento Republic for years. Now they have their own club, which is excellent, um, and so the roots will – We'll look to get a win as well. Well, Jim, is I mean, did, anything, did I miss anything? I feel like we hit everything I wanted to hit, but I was trying to check. I had, I had notes going into this game, but I didn't want to talk too much about Phoenix. Most of all, I'm just excited to be back. We've got three games in, in eight days. Have you got enough rest?
2: <laughs> man, so I don't know about you, but I've got the day job stuff i got to take care of in addition to the, yes. the, the games. And man... I mean, it, it's a lot, but I, I do think that coming out of the pandemic, for me, Connor, it's, like, I'm excited, so excited just to have stuff to do. Oh, yeah. And fans again. Like, I want to high-five people when I see them out at the game. Yep. And I'm – not that I'm – my job, I, I need to remain neutral. I'm technically not rooting for uh, Sacramento Republic. I'm certainly rooting for an interesting story. But I want to high-five all the fans every time I'm out there because, right. yeah, let's go. I, it's been a long – it's been a long pandemic. So, you know, I, I'm not – I, i'm I'm tired but like it's also the perspective is there that yep. thank God something's happening and this is entertaining and this is this is you know we' are we're all doing this for an escape from our day to day lives and I even right. try to when I'm doing the reporting it's like this is my my the, i really enjoy this covering this team and I'm choosing that as my like my day job my escape from my day job
0: there you uh, go right? there you go well I, I would Where take I, you know I handle a lot of stuff and this yeah, is yeah right i I take this as a uh any three games in eight days at home. I'll take it any day of the week. That's, that's why uh, one of my favorite things to do is to have home games going on. So Jim, thanks so much. Yeah, exactly. 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 Uh, Jim, thanks so much. I mean, are you, I'm sure you're going to be at the game tomorrow night, I'm assuming. Oh um, yeah. And Saturday night. Can't stop me.
2: Uh, Yeah. I'll be out there.
0: I figured out readers who, um, who maybe don't subscribe to the sack. People want to, you know how they can do so, or what's the latest story. I'm sure you did a recap of the,
2: I don't mention this enough. We have a sports pass. And and I will say that our bosses, my bosses, are looking at our data to see when people are subscribing. And we've seen a nice little bump on Sacro Public this year. I mean, it's not a huge number or anything. There's a deal. Uh, We have something called a sports pass. It's 30 bucks for a year of of subscription. You just get the sports coverage. So your support, you know, it it is a vote to say that you like what you're seeing in the paper and you want more of it. And believe me, the bosses are looking at that. So uh, I will tweet since you reminded me. I will tweet out a link uh, before the game tomorrow to my story with a link to the sports pass. I'll talk about it after the game because you know I I need to hear from the fans that they support the coverage because uh, we just want to make it better and better and and I need the I need to I need a little bit of support so that the bosses know that people are watching. Thanks for sure. mentioning.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, of course. I mean, subscribe now to the SACB if you guys don't follow Jim Patrick on Twitter. What's your handle, Jim? I don't have it written down. I'm sorry. It's, an, it's
2: it's a throwback to my main days. It is me so fun. Me so fun. It, <laughs> that's
0: great. Just, that's uh, great.
2: I, should, I love it. Like, X-Sports guy, maybe? I, that's I don't know.
0: Sure, that works. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever works for you. Thank you so much. I'll see you at the game tomorrow.
2: All right, sounds good. Thanks, Connor.
0: Thank you. <whistles> All right, Republic FC fans, special guest on the podcast today, one of our creative designers who is integral in creating – not only the quail kit, but the quail design in general. Sarah Molina, Smo, how's it going? Thanks for doing this. I know this is a little out of your comfort zone a little bit, but excited to talk to you about the incredible quail kit and design.
1: Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Definitely out of my comfort zone. <laughs>
0: That's okay. That's okay. We've had a couple of, of these uh, interviews that we've done where we're out of people's comfort zone. Um, so I want to talk... The quail kit is unbelievable. The quail design is unbelievable. Um, I bought already two kits myself, and I'm going to buy a few more. Um Same. <laughs> yeah. It's just incredible. So I want to ask about the process of all this. How did it begin or what is the process of coming up with the idea? And then we'll ask some follow-up questions about you know the process following the idea portion.
1: Yeah, definitely. So this becomes like a whole year in advance before we release a kit, um, before anyone sees the light of day of it. With this kit in particular, um, I actually picked the Jersey beforehand, before we knew the concept, before we knew anything. I just knew that I wanted to give our fans a quality kit that they would love, that's breathable. Um, So our awesome person, Tim, and I were looking at Nike's catalog and got some samples in. I was like, this is the kit. Um, And with that, we also want to make sure we didn't leave out the females, because you know the females, we got to make sure we look good in our jerseys. So we actually had a female um, option for this kit as well. So it's kind of perfect. So. And I loved the just the design, the quality that this Nike jersey had, and I was like, we could definitely do something really cool with this.
0: It's thin, it's breathable, it like it's so light, and I it's different from the other jerseys we've had, the other kits we've had. Um, that's one of the reasons I love it as well. Like, I'm excited to wear it at a mat on the match Saturday because I, it's gonna be hot, but it's gonna it's not gonna matter.
1: Oh, it's gonna be amazing! I can't,
0: I can't wait. wait! I can't <laughs> yeah. wait. So the the quail that we know the history of the quail and the you know the April Fool's joke back in 2016 and yeah. how that's kind of developed. But when you guys went to and you're coming up with different ideas of how what we can do with a third kit, what is that process like of like, all right, we got to figure out what we're going to do now?
1: Yeah. So the process for figuring out a third kit, um, it starts from like just talking (laughs) with my manager and saying, hey, like, what kind of kit can we do that's going to engage fans that they're going to love, they're going to want to wear, what's going to sell? What is going to make our club proud to represent? Um, and we also want something that's unique than the norm. Like we do with the city kit. We kind of push the limits a little bit. We know we switched up the color, but it was all about the city and, like, trying to represent it that way. So mm-hmm. this kit, we want to still think about the city and our fans. So it was a huge part. So we came up with about three different concepts. We did land on the quail kit. Um, and once we land on the concept, figuring out, yes, we're going to do the quail kit, Um AYG, my boss, she just lets the um gates open for us and me and Kayla at the moment. Uh we were like, "Hey, let's just figure out like let's start concepting how to create a quail kit. How do we put a pattern? How do we put the feathers? How do you how do you represent feathers on a kit without being so like straight up about it. Like right. you can't just drop it. I mean, you could a, drop just a feather. But on it's it, not but. an
0: easy animal to create something no, from.
1: No. And so we literally, of um, course, went to Google, looked at photos of quails, looked at the different angles, the way the pattern like hit the belly of the quail. Um, and just all these different things and how to make it feel minimal, but impactful in a way. Mm. Um, we, Kayla and I both like, we love the modern clean look and so does AYG. So like, Let's do something powerful with this and the feathers and having that abstract, not so literal in your face, but like still nice and complimentary also to the fabric of the material that we picked as well. So um, that was fun. It was super hard. And dude, Kayla killed it. Um, I'm so glad we landed all that design. It's amazing. And what's kind of fun about it too is we, when we thought about this kit, because quails, they do have like a nice little belly. It just looks cool. It's It can accentuate people's figures in different ways so it's kind of fun to play with um yeah
0: i <laughs> love the the quail feather uh idea on the kit and not only that it's not only on the kit it's all on on all the merchandise as well um it's unique it's different i love it i i mean it seems like it, it came out yesterday we're recording this you know obviously ahead of time and it just seems like everybody loves it and so i i'm so but uh, so I guess my question is from, you know, the quail, I want to know how long it takes too. Yes. Cause like, it seems like it's going to be a long drawn out process because yeah. you want to make sure you get it right after, you know, okay, we're doing quails. What, how long does it take before you get maybe into that first design?
1: Yeah. Let me give you guys a little timeline for how we yeah. quickly, we actually have to do this and turn this around, even though it's about a year ahead. So gosh, who knows this probably in the summer of 2019 um, Tim and I sat down, we selected the Nike kit, I think in June we had to like, no god, May, we had to like finalize the kit um, so we could get enough samples, enough of them to come in. From there, we actually had to have a final design by June. So we had a month from figuring out the kit, the concept, and design all within a month we had to knock it out. Um, from there, we try to knock it out in advance, A, because we have to start figuring out who can print what we're trying to accomplish. Um, and that's kind of a huge task. Fast forward a few months also because season's going on and we have all these things going on. Like we can't just focus on the kit 24 seven, um, fast forward November. We finally, I think, and I could be wrong. Um, but I think we put the final order in for all our kits. Um, by then we also figure out the correct printer we want to use. That's going to actually provide the quality we want to provide to our fans. Um, Everything from we making sure like the the paint, not the paint, but like the ink is not gonna like wash off, it's not gonna crack. Like we really thought super thorough about this um for everybody. We wanted to make sure that quality's staying there the whole time. From there, we actually do a press check as well. Gosh, this is probably December maybe. Um we do a press check to make sure the print, the pattern is printing correctly on each jersey different sizes. Well, fast forward, we were going to hopefully release the kit of April of 2020. Mm -hmm. Of course, the pandemic hit, um, but we had started planning to start planning, I guess, the photo shoot, how we're going to release this kit in about February. So that got uh, put on hold, obviously, with the pandemic. Fast forward to, gosh, um, I think I just did a press check. Oh, in March this this year, two months ago. Yeah. So... Back to the quail kit again. We're going to do a press check again just to make sure the quality is still there. Um, what I did is I showed up with Wendy, our team store person, and just wanted to make sure everything's printed correctly. Nothing's get sh- got shifted off in a weird way. we got to make sure the crest is put exactly where we want it, the mm-hmm. height, what it is compared to the UC Davis logo. Um, a lot goes into it where we exactly we want the quail to be when it's printed. Um, so we just quality control overall is what we do from there. Um we hit the okay, cross our fingers, everything's going to look amazing.
0: <laughs> but wait, so back up a little bit. So yeah. when you first see, because you, like designing something on a computer yes, is different from designing and like seeing it in person. Oh, like yeah. they look way different, right? So oh, yeah. when you design it in per- on a computer and you see, okay, that looks great. Has there been certain situations where it goes to print and you're like, ooh, that doesn't look nearly like I thought. Or what, for instance, in this situation, was it like, man, this actually looks even better on a kit
1: yeah i actually was like this actually looks even better like once it was on the kit i was like oh this is dope like this this is it's definitely different from seeing it on a computer i can mock it up on stuff all day and it's just like right it's 2d printed on material you don't see them like it actually on the actual nike kit once it's on there you're just like it just took it up the next level and i was like this is this is dope like kayla should be so proud of this design like people are gonna love it so yeah um, major
0: shout out to Kayla yeah for sure. I'm
1: like I keep shouting her out no, because, dude, yes. she killed it yes. like I'm so proud of her I'm happy like yeah I'm glad everyone's seeing it um and I'm glad it's just finally out there and then another thing we do as we prepare for this kit we also think about merchandise right like mm-hmm. that's the next step like yep. what else are we gonna do what's the shirt design the scarf design that people love um hats Hey, we also decided to go a little crazy and do some swim trunks this year. <laughs> and they're awesome um, sweaters. So we kind of just figure out a nice little capsule too. Just how else can we implement this this design on things? So that's also in-house as well that we kind of do. Um, some gets outsourced, but yeah, for the most part in-house.
0: I mean, all the stuff's incredible. I want to talk about too a little bit of the... Like, did you guys have different variations of the design initially, and then you pick one? Or was this, like, the first one?
1: No, gosh. We had um, variations of designs. I can't even tell you how many. Um <laughs> It's, like, yeah, you can... Maybe, like, the little pattern might have been a different color. Um, I think she had, like, different colors originally that it was showing, or, like, just how the pattern cuts was a little bit different. So, like, we definitely make little tweaks and adjustments here and there, just, like... I'm also kind of a perfectionist just to make sure it's like perfect. Like, yeah. this is going to look good at all different angles when somebody's wearing it. Um, it's going to show up nicely. Like, it just, it's, you think about a lot of those things um, mm-hmm. when it photographs, just, yeah.
0: One of the things I think is also very cool is basically the creative side of this, including AYG, you, and Kayla, all female designed, which is, awesome so like a huge women in sports like yeah cool moment dude, too i'm awesome. about it yeah. yeah like
1: this is definitely a huge women in sports um kit i would yeah. say like it just it's amazing what we did and yeah. what we're still doing and we definitely like our small team and but hey like we'll make waves <laughs> um yeah and from there like once the kit's ready to go before we release we start prepping for the kit release, right? Yeah. So I guess wa- start concepting that. Yeah, yeah
0: no, I want to ask about that. Like the, the shot, the videos, all the pictures are incredible. Um, how long, did you know how you wanted to do that? Because because d- you also took the pictures for that too, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so I started figuring out an art directions once we know or have the kit. I started, AYG was like, Sarah, it's coming up, it's coming up. <laughs> uh, you better start thinking about it. Um, due to the pandemic, I have been a one-show person person lately yeah. um so it's been a little crazy so she kind of gave me a heads up in february to start playing i was like yeah i got time we're gonna release it in may like there's no worries and then things came up we renamed our park heart health park so i was like oh man yeah. and all of a sudden it's may and i'm like oh my god we're about three weeks till we actually announce this kit i need to like sit down and get on it so um what i do to start concepting an art direction to release this kit is i start diving in like okay what is a quail where is its habitat? What are its features? Like, where does it like to be? Like, what about this? Like, makes it so cool? What's the tie to the fans? So, um, we definitely wanted to be more player heavy focus because it is for the fans. But we also wanted to shout out to the quail, right? Like, this is the whole reason why we're doing the quail. It's yeah. Like, or look, <laughs> it's for the quail. So, I like to go on Pinterest, and I just like to look at photography and just things that will just like inspire me and. I knew I wanted to do one concept of it being in the field, right? Because quails like to be in the field. They like to run, um, kind of hide in like brush and whatnot. So that was my thing. That was my focus. Um, I found some really cool inspirational shots and I was like, yes, like this is it. Um, brought my mood board together for Allison. I gave her about three different mood boards to like look at. We definitely like both loved this whole concept of it being in the field. Um, and then had some other like complementary concepts with like the players um just kind of around the city, also just to give an nod to our city. So once that concept um has been decided, the art direction, I then now <laughs> got to go drive around for a week. Um, we're about two weeks out before I, we announced this announcement. I'm like, okay, dang, I have to find a location now that a field looks dope like this. Yeah. Like where in Sacramento is is possible? I didn't want our players to drive far. So I literally like drove all around Sacramento, like not super far. And I was like, I can't, like there's just nothing that was just, that was secluded that people wouldn't see what we're doing. Right. Let alone like the brush just like wasn't high enough because it's also getting close to fire season. So people were like mowing them down. Right. Right. I would see like this perfect brush like by Cal Expo, but it's like that awkward like freeway exit entrance. I'm like, we cannot shoot there. That's super dangerous. So, um, I grew up in Dixon, a little cow town outside of Sacramento and i know like dixon has fields for days davis has fields for days um so taylor who went to college in uc davis she's like sarah just go to davis i guarantee i was like yeah you're right like i'll just drive out to davis sure enough i drove out to davis um one night and was just driving on 113 and i was like all right this is it like these are the fields i i definitely hit about 10 different fields probably looked like a crazy person <laughs> just looking at the fields taking photos and video um and I found this perfect one. I sent a video to Milo, our video person. And I was like, Hey, dude, check this out. Like, I think this is the spot. Like, this is the location. Um, that was a week out before we started shooting. And then I had to go back because I want to make sure they didn't harvest that, right. uh, field. And gosh, I can't even imagine like showing up like, the day of our shoot and be like, well, there's no field for you guys to use. Um, so I went back the night before, um, And about the time we were going to shoot just to make sure lighting was perfect, like a lot goes into just making sure like your shoot is going to work out. So long story short, that worked out perfect. Um, The day of our shoot and then figuring out players when they can come and like help us out and their schedule's crazy alone. So huge shout out to them too for helping us out like and always just being on board. Um, The shoot was a lot of fun. We literally had an hour to play with for the golden hour. So that was even crazier. So between me and Milo, just like, tag teaming okay you get them now okay you jump on that shot like it was just it's crazy it's a whirlwind but it's like so much fun yeah um sorry that's probably a lot
0: no this
1: (laughs) is this is is
0: one of my favorite interviews we've done because (laughs) who gets to like you know one ever knows like i didn't know how he did it i had no idea so like this is great i want to ask quickly too like i don't want to i i know maybe i have you guys started Planning on the next third kit? I'm just curious how far ahead. You don't oh even tell boy. me. Oh boy. Oh
1: boy. No, that's a great question. Um yes, I would like what's today? Oh yeah. So I would like to say we're almost to June again. So I do have to start thinking about the next kit um that we will potentially be releasing. Again, we plan about a year out. Yeah. So yeah. You guys definitely, like, my brain's already starting to spin for the next kit because I probably have a month till when I need to start kicking it out for design. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's great. It's exciting. But it's also nerve-wracking, right? Because, like, you never know what's going to happen from a year from now. Like, is this design still going to be dope? Like, are people going right. to like like what I like now? Like, somebody might be like, oh, what? That was, like... Not a cool trends there, or like
0: you just don't. So, know. but, but by the way, you, is this one of you? Cause you do a- almost all of our designs, like yeah. pretty much every design people see, a lot of pictures as well. Yes. Most of our pictures, you are the one who does it. So, is this one of the most fun, like creative processes for you?
1: It's fun. I do. Um, it is one of the, it's definitely up there. I think I, I think I like the process of like once the kit's done, I think I like the whole like, shoot process oh, okay. right like the Got art it. direction and figuring out like how is this going to be shown to our fans and everybody else like i think that's the fun part and then just sitting away waiting, be like okay how is the world gonna take this like are they gonna think it's this cool or they're gonna be like meh like <laughs>
0: okay so what what was it like right before launch yesterday were you nervous um
1: i was a little bit nervous but I honestly like <laughs> i like thought the shot with the kit flying in the air like i was so obsessed to get this shot correctly like Poor Taylor, I made her throw that kid up like at least 30 times because it was also windy the night we shot. So the kit was like not cooperating. It would just like fly hella fast away <laughs> into the, into the, um, the wheatgrass. But yeah, like I knew that shot. Like once I got it and edited, I was like, this is sick. Like I don't care if nobody likes it. I just know this is sick. And like we're going to roll out with it. Everything else. I'm like, it's fine. Like I at least, as long I'm happy with it, I know everyone else like should be happy with it. Hopefully, like I'm like a little bit of a perfectionist. So I'm like, I won't put anything out there. That's bad.
0: Did you know you wanted to do white? I did. Yeah. Okay.
1: I wanted to do white. Um, I knew 2020. All of a sudden, all these like white kits started coming out, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was like, "No!" Like everyone's on this white kit trend, and I was like a little bit worried. That was my only concern: um, how people were going to take another white kit being thrown out there. But yeah. I feel like we did it the right way. I feel like we. We put our special touch on it and the story behind it. Like, it's just, it's different.
0: It is different. And it's, I feel like, like seeing a lot of the responses on social media is like, I feel like it hit people really close to home in a w- in a way that I yes. don't know if the other kids have before, which yes. is incredible. So it's part of the storytelling of the, you know, the club and the fans. So yeah. I can't tell, I mean, it's incredible. Congratulations to you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you. you for jo- doing this. Shout out to Kayla. Yeah, Kayla. I mean, (laughs) just incredible. The the creatives behind this is is awesome. And the marketing team from AYG, Taylor, Ira, Milo, you. I mean, everybody worked together to make this happen. So really cool. And thank you for kind of doing a little storytelling for us.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me on. And again, like huge shout out to also all the creatives out there. Like keep pushing it.
0: Yep. (whistles) Our thanks to Jim Patrick and to Sarah Molina for talking about the Quail Kit. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode don't forget, tickets are on sale for tomorrow's match with Orange Tier Sacramento. Now in the Orange Tier, there's more tickets available. And also, if you haven't gotten the vaccine yet, you can do so and get two free tickets to tomorrow night's or Saturday night's match. Go to sacramentofc.com/vaccine for more information and to sign up and get your appointment now. Pretty cool. A lot of ways to get tickets for tomorrow night's game. It's going to be a game you aren't going to want to miss. Oakland in town for the first time. The first time these two teams will play in history, in a game that matters. Uh, So very excited about that. We'll see you guys out at Heart Health Park tomorrow night. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast. Please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. And as always, Go Republic!